Hello, language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which is all about the locations in Iceland where Game of Thrones scenes have been shot. I'm also including the film locations in the land of fire and ice that have been confirmed for the upcoming season, number eight, which premieres on Sunday, April 14th. So excited. I don't know about you, but I am a big fan of the show. Like many that have watched the series, I have become attached to some of the characters. So this is a side note, in particular, Tyrion and Arya. However, even if you are not a fan of the show, the places on the list of where the scenes were shot in Iceland are beautiful and totally worth checking out if you plan to visit this lovely country or if you live here and just haven't been to those places yet. Before jumping into the rest of the episode, I just want to thank everyone who has entered the giveaway that I'm running until Wednesday, February 20th. If this is your first time listening to this show, I will briefly explain what I'm talking about. I'm running the All Things Iceland podcast giveaway, so any listener that fills out my survey, takes literally about five to six minutes to complete, will be entered to win some awesome prizes from Iceland. The prizes include a copy of Independent People by Haltor Laxness, so one person will win that, a book about the Icelandic sagas, another person will win that, two people will win each a box of Icelandic candies, one person will win a pair of Icelandic wool mittens, and two people will win Icelandic herbal sea salt. So in total, there will be seven winners. All the survey responses will be kept confidential and not shared with third party. It's basically just an opportunity for me to learn about a little bit about you and what you're interested in hearing more on the show. I've already gotten some great ideas and have started reaching out to different people to interview based off of some of the insights that I've gotten from the surveys. So even if you don't want to enter the giveaway and you just want to provide me with some insight about what who you want to hear from or other topics, that helps me a lot to make sure that I'm continuously providing what people are interested in. And also, like a lot of these topics interest me, so it's great to hear that people also want to know more about them. Just so you know, none of the prizes are sponsored. So to enter to win, you just go to my website from foreigntofamiliar.com and there's a link to the survey in the show notes of this episode and in the last two episodes that I've done. So the one about Akureyri and the one about the Cod Wars. So if you listen to those, you've probably already heard about this giveaway. And the giveaway looks like a picture that says the All Things Iceland podcast giveaway. And there's a click here button that you use to navigate to the survey. At the end, when you finish the survey, you just enter your email address and then you are one of the people that will then potentially win one of the prizes that I'm giving away at the end of this month. All right, so enough of that. <laughs> now it's time to jump back into this week's episode. Iceland has not appeared in every season of the Game of Thrones show, but the first time the country made its appearance is during season two. The filming takes place in Skaptafetl along the south coast. I have been fortunate to visit the Skaptafetl area numerous times since moving to Iceland. It is a part of the Vatnajökull National Park. It is home to gigantic glaciers and awesome hiking trails. To depict the harsh, cold, and stunning world beyond the wall, the show filmed on Svinefetl 
glacier. A decent amount of well-known movies have actually been shot on that glacier, including like a Batman film. And it has been nicknamed the Hollywood Glacier by some. The unfortunate part is that this glacier is no longer accessible because there is a danger of a part of a nearby mountain crumbling and breaking up the ice on the glacier. Authorities don't know if the rock fall will happen soon, like in the next couple of years, or in 10 years from now. But they are erring on the side of caution by making Svinafetsiyokutl off limits. Well, at least for now. Even though you can't go on that particular glacier, you can imagine that you are beyond the wall if you walk on one of the other glaciers in the area. So there are tours that are done on Fatljokutl and Skaptafetljokutl, which are awesome alternatives. And there are plenty of companies from you to choose from for glacier walks, ice climbing, ice caves, and all that jazz. So regardless of the glacier you choose, make sure you go with a certified glacier guide to ensure that you have a safe and fun experience. Also, each glacier has its own features landscape-wise, like what's surrounding it, and of course on the glacier itself that makes it fascinating. So there isn't really, for me at least, a preference for one glacier over the other. It's just good to be open to different experiences on both. Another scene from Game of Thrones that shows up in season two is when the show depicts Myrdaljokutl Glacier as the fist of the first men. The first men are one of the three main ethnic groups that evolved into the people that make up Westeros, or, you know, the fictional people on the show. The Fist is a defense location that offers commanding views. In the fifth episode of season two, you see the Night's Watch arrive at the Fist of the First Men. They are using the Hövdebrekka hiking area near the glacier. There's a video of that scene where the men arrive in the show notes of this episode on my website if you're interested in seeing that area. During season three, the Mivat area in the north of the country, which I love, was used a decent amount of times to depict different places. The Demu Borgir lava field is where Mans Raider, the leader of the Free Folk, or also known as the King Beyond the Wall, had his wildling army set up camp. At Kverir geothermal area, part of the Diamond Circle in the north, you see Samuel Tarley walking through what looks like a blizzard, there is snow on the ground, but what is making the air so gray and hard to navigate is actually the steam coming up from the natural bubbling hot springs in the Kverir geothermal area. That area, just to be 100% honest, smells very strong of sulfur, but at least it's warm. <laughs> I visited Kverir this December, and I highly recommend going there. Yes, it does stink like sulfur pretty intensely, but you gotta get used to it if you've been there for 20 minutes or so. What makes it worth a visit is the colors in this area and the sight of steam escaping the ground as if it were coming out of a hissing chimney. The whole area looks like an alien planet and it is absolutely fascinating. I have some videos of the place on my Instagram account if you wanna check it out. You might just navigate to the previous weekend because that's where I put up some of those video posts. John and Igret's steamy lovemaking session in the Grotagyao cave in the Mivat area is sweet, but it's not entirely realistic if you want to reenact that scene. 
You can visit the natural hot spring, but you're advised not to swim in it. People used to bathe there back in the day, but geological activity in the area has increased the temperature of the hot spring to a degree where it's not safe for you to go for a dip. I know it is tempting because it is a beautiful hot spring in a cave, but I think it's wise to not risk burning yourself. I have a picture of the cave in the show notes along with other links to places that I'm talking about if you're just curious about seeing what the cave looks like. The historical and famous Thingvetlir National Park became even more famous after it was featured in season four of Game of Thrones. This is where the epic battle between Brienne of Tarth and the Hound over Arya takes place. Every time I see that scene, I still tense up with anticipation. It's a brutal fight, and if you want to check it out, I have embedded a video clip of it in the show notes. The narrow passage along Uxaraur Foss Trail in this area is where the scenes to the entrance to the Bloody Gate were filmed. Once you are beyond the Bloody Gate, you have entered the Eyrie. Thingvetlir sets the scene very well for this, especially that narrow passageway that I talked about, because this is also where the North American and Eurasian tectonic plates are slowly separating. So you can, in essence, touch two continents or be on two continents at the same time. And Thingvetlir is a major historical site, not only because of that, but also it was where Iceland's first and the world's oldest parliament, or Althingi in Icelandic, met. It is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it is part of the Golden Circle, which also includes Geysir Hot Spring and Gullfoss Waterfall. Even though you saw the arrow-shaped mountain Kirkjufell on Snæfellsnes Peninsula make an appearance during season six of the show, it wasn't until season seven that it had a more active role in the background. You see it when Jon Snow and his men head north to fight the army of the dead. It also appears in a vision that the Hound has when he looks into the fire. In the Hound's vision, the dead are marching past that mountain. I have hiked up Kirkjufell, and it's a really fun challenge. And by really fun, I mean your heart's racing because it's quite steep, and the views are just amazing that it makes it totally worth it. The day we went was a bit cloudy, and the rain we could see was on its way, so we didn't go all the way to the top, mainly because the fog would have kept us from seeing great views, But also, we didn't want to get caught in the rain and potentially try to walk or climb down a slippery mountain. So we ended up heading back. But I do plan on going back there in the future to get all the way to the top. As I mentioned, the views are amazing. But I only recommend hiking this mountain if you are in good physical condition. You're a decent hiker, meaning like you just steady on your feet, have good hiking boots, and you're okay with physically having to climb up some of the parts. You don't need any climbing gear, but just being able to kind of do a little bit of scrambling. It does get a bit steep in some parts, especially the higher up you go, and the pathways can be a little narrow. If hiking up steep mountains doesn't really excite you, (laughs) no worries. You can perfectly enjoy Kirkjufell on the ground. Directly across from it is a beautiful waterfall called Kirkjufellsfoss, appropriately so. A decent amount of people go there to take photos of the waterfall with the mountain in the background. In general, though, going to Snæfellsnes Peninsula is always worth it. 
It is considered a microcosm of Iceland. And I'm not going to go more into that now because I do plan on doing a full episode about Snæfellsnes Peninsula. But just know that if you can fit it into your itinerary to go to that part of the country, it's worth it. On the south coast of Iceland are beautiful cliffs called Dirhole. In episode 5 of season 7, those cliffs were used to represent the location of the east watch by the sea. Jon Snow, Gendry, Jorah Mormont, and Tormund Giantsbane arrive on one of the iconic black sand beaches you see in the south of Iceland. They are there to meet the Brotherhood Without Banners, who are in a jail cell. One of my favorite places in Iceland is Thorsmork. On the way to Thorsmork is a truly magnificent canyon called Stakholtskjall. I have only been there once, but that was enough to cement it in my mind as a place that I must visit again. That canyon is where Jon Snow and the rest of the men attempt to capture a white in order to prove to people that the walking dead are real. If you are in Iceland during the summer, I recommend considering visiting visiting Thorsmork and this canyon. For one, in Thorsmork, they're doing an amazing job reforestation in Iceland. So it looks very different than what you would expect from many parts of Iceland because there's a lot more trees and, and some hiking areas. But also just the availability to go, let's just say, on the Fimvrahaus track or just to explore this place that is amazing is just worth it. The only caveat is that you have to cross rivers to get to these places. I do not recommend or encourage you to do that with a rental car. You can ruin the rental car and that damage is not covered by rental car insurance. You can either take a bus tour or have an experienced driver guide take you. Even if you're not on a bus tour, you can take a bus from BSI, which is located in the downtown Reykjavik area, to Thorsmork, and then from there be on your own. There are accommodations in Thorsmork, but I recommend that you book them ahead of time because it is quite popular for many tour companies to use Thorsmork as a base for their large groups that they're taking on different hiking or trekking trips. There are also camping accommodation in Thorsmark. So that's just something else to consider if you want to stay overnight there. When Jon Snow and his fighting squad ventured out to find a white during season seven, they walk past Gikjökull, an outlet glacier from the infamous Eyjafjallajökull. This rapidly receding glacier is in the south of the country. The funny part is that within the same scene, the hound points to Kirkjufet, which is in the west of the country and the mountain that I mentioned that he saw in his dream. The men are on foot. While the timeline of how long they have been walking in the snow and the cold is not clear, I just think it is worth pointing out that Kirkjufet on, on Snæfellsnes Peninsula and Gigiokut in the south of Iceland are not locations that are close to each other. <laughs> so if you think to yourself, oh yeah, I can walk from one to the other, I don't think that's a good idea, just mainly because it will take you a really long time and the weather in Iceland changes so rapidly. So it's best to have some form of transportation, a car, bus, or whatever, if you want to check out these locations. And more than likely, you wouldn't be doing it in the same day because they are pretty far from each other. As mentioned in the beginning of this episode, 
Season 8 drops on April 14th. The black sand beaches in the south of Iceland signify the homeland of the Targaryens. They will make an appearance in the new season. Additionally, Kirkifetl Mountain will show up again, too. So now that you've learned about the locations in Iceland that have been filmed and shown in the Game of Thrones series, I'm going to move on to the random fact of the episode. The mountain, who is a knight and the hound's brother, is an Icelandic actor. His name is Hafthor Julius Björsson, and he is just as huge, maybe more than, in person as on the show. I've not been formally introduced to him, but I did see him in the airport one time, and it was amazing. Just this man's back, because he was sitting down, and his back is huge. It was just, like, overwhelming, and he was talking to someone, but from the view that I had, he was so large that you couldn't see that there was actually another person sitting across from him. (laughs) So it was just only until they both stood up, and I guess the person he was talking to maybe was his partner, they were saying their farewells before he had to go get on a plane. And it was just amazing how much larger he is than everybody else. And just to kind of give you an idea, he stands at six foot nine and weighs more than 400 pounds. He is a strong man competitor and is quite good at it. He is the first person to win the Arnold Strongman Classic, the World's Strongest Man, and Europe's Strongest Man in the same calendar year. He currently holds the title of the World's Strongest Man. I feel like this is such a fascinating fact because normally film studios have to use CGI to make a person look this big. And it's amazing to me that he could just be this huge. Now granted, it's not like it just naturally happened to him. The height is natural, but he's put in a lot of very hard work and it shows. The Icelandic word of the episode is Thautaroth. Thautaroth. To break that down is Thauta. Thauta. Ruth. Ruth. Which means series or literally broken down row of episodes. So if you were talking about a TV series, Thautaroth would be appropriate. Thautur is the first part of the word, which means episode, and ruth means to be in a row or a line. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the All Things Iceland podcast. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, you can enter to win some awesome Icelandic prizes after completing a short survey, about five to six minutes. The link to the giveaways in the show notes of this episode on my website, from familiar.com. For anyone who fills it out, Gangi thier vel, or good luck in Icelandic. Thaka thier kailegar fyrir at hlusta og sjáumst fljótlega.